0: Today's edition of the Dream Machine Podcast is brought to you by Hollister. Hollister bringing you the best surf clothes that are debatably surf clothes and male strippers as employees since 2001.
1: Bruna Beach, bro.
0: And now, today's edition of the Dream Machine Podcast with your esteemed co-hosts, Trenton Giddings and Thomas Mason.
1: Esteemed is right, Thomas. Welcome to the edition of the Dream Machine Podcast. Uh, We are CBI Podcast Award Award uh
0: entrance. So uh, yes, yeah, we were esteemed, we, esteemed is definitely right. We submitted something for an award, correct? That that is that that happens. So we also have a. We a, didn't want the award, you know. A, esteemed inside sales consultant for the Pelicans and Saints, the Benson ownership group, and we also have a future Buckeye. Oh, uh,
1: I O. <laughs> And welcome to this edition of Dream Machine Podcast. It's been a while since we last saw you guys. Uh, the NFL draft happened. Um, I know you guys were all on pins and needles to see who the Bucks would take at seven. Um, ended up trading down uh, to the twelfth pick to get Vita, v- Vita um to stockpile or D line a little bit more. Thomas, what what is a good way to to answer a D line that's hasn't had 10 sacks altogether in a season for the last three years now how would you fix
0: that how would i fix that i would probably of well, a four three scheme yeah i would draft an edge rusher who plays defensive end not a not a nose tackle would you sign two defensive tackles in free agency trade for a
1: defensive end and then also draft with your first round pick a defensive lineman i
0: think that's a pretty good strategy I mean, you're just you're just going after our D line <laughs> cannot suck next year. It just can't. Well, actually, to use another Florida sports analogy, it can because think about the Magic when they went out and signed it Bismack <laughs> Biombo and said our center position isn't that good. Let's just let's just
1: boister it with more people. Yeah, let's, let's just, just let's just add more average players and just overpay them. Let's make let's make six of our twelve man <laughs> roster just big men that can't shoot. And then and let's just solve that. So that that's my basic one minute take with the Bucks. Um, we'll move into the AFC North, where the Steelers yet again had a very unsexy pick. Uh, was it Edmonds out of Virginia Tech with their first round? Yes, the the younger Ed? No, the older
0: Edmonds, I believe.
1: Yes, out of Virginia Tech, and you also drafted Mason Rudolph, who could be the,
0: be this year's best quarterback. So everybody wants to talk about the Mason Rudolph, James Washington picks i think james washington is a solid pick i think he'll come in and contribute right away mason rudolph uh i think it'll be good he will sit there for at least three years if he's not any good they'll have a chance to draft another quarterback at some point in these mid to late rounds and see how he does but yeah it'll be good and you'll know right away whether they see him as at least a solid backup Maybe even the quarterback of the future on whether they keep Landry Jones this season. Mm-hmm. Like they'll trade Landry Jones if they think uh, he's a capable backup for this season.
1: And what? And also Josh Dobbs still on the roster, correct?
0: Yeah, I think the ideal situation for them is to trade Landry Jones for like a third or fourth round pick, mm-hmm. and then keep the two of them.
1: Dobbs would be the backup, and Rudolph would be third. strength just learning.
0: I would. I would guess that Rudolph would be the backup. If that's the case, I don't think Dobbs has a very high ceiling, but mm-hmm. but we'll see. But like the James Washington pick, uh, like the Terrell Terrell Edmonds pick, even though a lot of people are saying they reached for that, but they did draft the, a positional need. They needed a true strong safety, so they can move Sean Davis to free safety. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Really like the fifth round picks, though. Who's the fifth round picks? Jalen Samuels out of uh, NC State, who's like. Six foot, a hundred or two hundred and thirty pounds, but caught two hundred passes and rushed the ball two hundred times at NC State. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of a positionless player in the NFL, but could see him in like third down situations. Also split out in the slot quite a bit, he's pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And then they drafted a six three corner who's got like four four speed. so.
1: So in the fifth round. probably a a red flag
0: probably very raw in (laughs) some way
1: now I just thought about this and it it's no 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 time sensitivity in this thought but you have uh Ryan Shazier and you have Josh Dobbs what's with the Steelers and guys with no eyebrows
0: well that that's a hot take
1: or is that, is that part of, uh, that, part of is the that roster? the, is
0: alopecia the MO? I, I don't know. You ever seen a flow chart? Is, where is Charlie goes... Villanueva work in the front office?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a flow chart where it's like, yes, no. And then you keep going. Is it, do you have alopecia? Yes. You're a Pittsburgh Steeler. The, well, that's
0: apparently it's just like the shortcut.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. that just gets you through all the other questions.
1: Right, it just ends right there. You're a yeah. Pittsburgh Steeler. No, then you, you have to answer seven questions. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Well, did you know that Ryan Shazier's hair in the playoffs two years ago started to grow back? Like, just randomly? Like, like he just got, like, had, like, tufts of hair on his head. It was just random. Like, it, it, look, it can happen. Did it look bad, but, like, he just kept it because, like, man, he's never had hair. Huh? Well, no, he has had hair. Alopecia doesn't start from birth. Oh, I, I know nothing about Alopecia. So I could give you a little more in-depth sciencey talk on it, but this is a sports podcast.
1: No, 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 do that. Let's, so,
0: so it's an autoimmune disease where your body attacks uh, your hair cells, causing your hair to fall out. So you technically you still have does hair. It all
1: fall out in one day, or is it like you're taking a shower and like you're shampooing, and then like you look down and you just see, see your see your hair. So
0: like the exact cause of it causes of it aren't really known. Like sometimes it has to do with like an infection. You get an infection, and your body cross recognizes the antigen on the hair cells.
1: Right, antigen. Yeah.
0: Okay. Science works. <laughs> but yeah, so sometimes it can be onset by something like that and sometimes it just is gonna happen naturally. So
1: So there you go. So now now let's 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 go to the Cleveland Browns here, who drafted Baker Mayfield first overall. Apparently they loved him from the start. Went against hey. Denzel Ward at four and then Sony Michelle with the first or late in the first round.
0: Early, early, second, early second. Was
1: it Sonny Michelle or they Nick, got Nick Chubb. Chubb? They got Nick yeah. Chubb. Sonny, Sonny Michelle is a Patriot. Yes. Yeah. So they got Nick Chubb with the third. Thomas, I don't see how they don't make the playoffs. Your thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, I see him going five and eleven. <laughs> five and eleven, and so, but five and eleven—that's a five-game improvement over last season. The question I really think is, when does Baker Mayfield first start? If they're smart, not at this season at all.
1: I think I think the smartest thing to do with a high drafted quarterback is wait till the bye week, unless Tyrod is doing very well. Otherwise, just wait wait for the bye week. But if it looks like same old Browns, then you then you start him after the bye week. You basically let him sit on the sidelines for four or five games. You can't let him get too antsy, especially if he's deserving to be the starter. But if Tyrod's the better quarterback clearly, then start Tyrod. And if Tyrod's winning, then start Tyrod.
0: See, I think. I think the Browns are going to surprise a few people right off the bat and win win a couple games just with I mean Tyrod is not a bad quarterback. He's a he's a proven average NFL quarterback. Right. He's not going to win you games, he's not going to lose you games. He's uh, an above average Madden quarterback. But the Browns the Browns defense is decent. Their running game is decent even though I think I think they could have they could have made themselves a lot better offensively by picking up uh saquon barkley mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see the jury's still out on that one
1: the, well the thing is if they loved baker mayfield so much compared to the other quarterbacks then yeah they didn't you, want to lose you had
0: to go get him at one they and I, yeah,
1: they didn't want to lose him at four
0: i understand that that logic but
1: to me the lot the, the pick i really i question is denzel ward i feel like they were just trying to get buckeyes for the sake of buckeyes and it didn't really matter who they got it for
0: I, I don't know. Everybody seems to be pretty high on Denzel Ward. I, I they didn't like Minka Fitzpatrick. I thought Calvin Ridley would have been an interesting pick at four, even though he fell all the way to like twenty five. Right. But they they passed on what's his name Bradley Chubb. Yeah. They that was on him. that was kind of the big one. Yeah. But I mean, if Denzel Ward develops into a very solid type of corner, like a a CB one, mm-hmm. then. Yeah, then you got you got your guy cuz the Browns really don't have that right now. They don't have anybody with the potential to be that, even like the the Artie Burns type potential. So,
1: yeah, Justin Gilbert is no longer playing for the Cleveland Browns.
0: Or the Pittsburgh Steelers or for the that. the Pittsburgh matter. Steelers. Or any he's NFL team, I would guess. Probably coaching
1: your local high school right
0: now. No, he's probably not. He's probably just sitting at home playing Fortnite.
1: <laughs> Good call. So let's 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 change gears here cuz the draft happened a little bit ago. But the NBA playoffs is very alive and well happening right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers tonight took a 2-0 lead on the Toronto Raptors. After winning Game 7 on Sunday, Thomas, and then having these two wins, is it just smooth sailing till the finals now for the Cavs? Especially now Boston being up 2-0 in the
0: Sixers series. I'm still going to say no. I could still see the Cavs. I could see this, this round going to six games. Like, the Cavs are going to win the against the Raptors. That's that's been clear. I could see a four-game sweep. It's probably going to be five. Mm-hmm. Most likely going to be five. Gentleman's a gentleman's sweep. sweep, yeah. Could see going six possibly, but no no more than six. But then the Celtics are an interesting. I think they match up, the Cavs match up more favorably, favorably against them than they do against the 76ers just because of Embiid. Right. But I don't know, the Celtics are playing really well right now without Kyrie. Scary Terry is uh
1: Scary Terry looks gonna be also right
0: now. He's he's doing some work. Scary Terry is from Northeast Ohio as well. Just a little G- tidbit. town boy. Yeah. Who would
1: you rather have right now, Terry Rogier or Drew Holiday?
0: <sighs> See, that's that's tough. I'm gonna say Drew Holiday. Okay. I think Drew Holiday is the better player, even though Drew Holiday is actually healthy right now, which is like the big Drew Holiday thing. Yeah. Drew Holiday's just always hurt.
1: Yeah, the the rehab the rehab
0: staff at the Pelicans kind of miss him, you know. Yeah, they're probably gonna ask for him back after Game Three.
1: Yeah, like he was he was a real staple around around the the the, uh, the training room, and now he's kind of just disappeared.
0: Yeah. So Trent, what do you think about uh, about the Cavs? You were you were all in on the Pacers taking down the Cavs mm-hmm. in round one, and hell, I even so, pushed the panic button.
1: So yeah, yes, you did. So it, before the playoffs started, I said we're gonna have the same finals. And then I panicked. I panicked on that. I, got, I jumped on the Lance Stevenson bandwagon. I was, I was all in. And I think the opportunity for LeBron to lose in, in, in the Eastern Conference playoffs was round one to the Pacers. The Pacers matched up well. They have an extensive history with LeBron, to the, which I think won them a game or two. They had the superstar in Olin Depot that, that at the end of the games they could count on. They had bigs they they had they had everything to beat, beat the Cavs and they didn't is Toronto going to be the team that first knocks Cleveland out? No. It's it's if it's anyone it's going to be Indiana. So we'll wait to see what Indiana can present next year. It, it still
0: makes me question this whole Toronto thing. How are they good? How did they win 60 games in the regular season? They have two players who make you go, ah, oh, those well three players who make you go, yeah, those guys are pretty good. Ballenshunus, DeRozan and Lowry." Right. And then they've got Serge, and then they've got just a bunch of guys who just aren't very good role players. Thomas, how old do you think Serge Bach is? Serge is, I would say, 29.
1: Wow. Oh. Well, first of all, he plays like a 35-year-old. Yeah, but well, he used to... And he's 28.
0: Okay, yeah. He used to play, like, he used to, like, block shots and, like, be... Like, I liked him when he was in OKC. And then he got traded to Orlando. Did you like him in Orlando? I, I don't, can't say I ever saw for him in the, Orlando. For the, for the
1: couple games he was there.
0: And then he went to, to uh, Toronto, and now he just shoots threes. Not very well, mind you. Toronto for a
1: second-round pick, by the way.
0: Can't really guard, and just looks like he's old. Yeah. He, well, I mean, like... He's I would, not I, he, that he good. Have, he
1: could have passed for 35 when he played for Oklahoma City, but he's still, in like, fact, he's only 28. He's got a real old man face.
0: Yeah, especially now that he. Him and Nene. He completely shaved his head, which is a new thing.
1: Did he? I don't.
0: I or no, no, no. He started growing a beard. Yeah. He yeah. grew a beard. That's.
1: Him and Nene could have an old man
0: off right now. It'd be, it'd be pretty close. Yeah. Well, Nene actually is old, though.
1: Nene is old, but Nene's always been old.
0: That's true. Didn't Nene start playing in the league when he was like 24, though?
1: could have. definitely could have. Before he was like. like in the Amazon, swinging from tree to tree.
0: I don't know what you're getting at. He here. just looks
1: like a, like like a like a guy that's.
0: He does kind of look like Tarzan. Yeah,
1: like with the hair and yeah, like he's, the fact that he's seven feet tall, like that's just a casual part of him.
0: He you just see him in an Indiana Jones movie and he's just the giant guy who's just stomping the crap out of someone. Yeah, he's
1: he's the he's like the villain that like he's a real nice person in real life, but he plays a real good villain.
0: A few hot takes on Nene here. Yeah,
1: well, come. Come come for the uh, the alopecia analysis and the 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 nay, the day <laughs> hot, <nay> hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, let's let's switch to the west, Thomas. It's Golden State, right? Golden State's just gonna win, sweep the Pelicans, and then go in five and beat beat Houston. Is it? Is there any challenger?
0: I I don't know. Houston, I mean, I can see good. Houston. I can, can have their
1: handful right now with Utah. I can with
0: see the, the Pelicans pulling a game from the Warriors for one. Well, yeah. Because I don't think the Steph transition back into the lineup is going to be as smooth as people think it was. Like the first game is always like nice and you come out, you make some shots, but then you get into that like that slump. Every basketball player knows this. The first time you pick up a ball and put yourself out there, like after you haven't for for a while, Mm -hmm. you're just you feel real good. your shooting shooting touches real nice. And then you get into this like funk for like a week where you're just like. Ah, oh, my body kind of hurts. Like I forgot how to do this. You get, probably get sore because you haven't you haven't played in a while. Yeah, like seriously, things like that. I can definitely see the Pelicans stealing a game uh, in in New Orleans. Yeah, in in New Orleans. I mean, but yeah, the series no more than five games. But The other series is really interesting, though. The other series could go seven. It really could. It's disappointing Ricky Rubio is not playing right now. It is. But the fact that Joe Ingles scored 27 points last night and just lit up the Rockets was great. And Donovan Mitchell dunked off his own miss over their whole team. The, Joe Ingles just looks like a guy at the YMCA. He is the guy at the
1: YMCA player of this playoffs.
0: He really does. He looks like somebody's dad.
1: Yeah. I love, I just, I wish, I wish they could show what he was saying when he runs over to the officials like after, like after timeouts. And doesn't yell at them or break them, but just has a real, like, talk to talk with them. And he's Australian, so he had have it, the accent it, it's going. It's definitely
0: a, hey, mate. Yeah.
1: Like, I definitely, he's definitely being, like, real big time to the officials and winning yeah. some calls in the yeah. future. Hey, mate. I thought I got fouled
0: there. Yeah. Could, could you look at it a little closer next time, mate? Was that, was that Jamaican? Uh, <laughs> it, it was It was an attempt at Australian, but I really only did it by saying A yeah, and, and mate. Mates. A lot of mates. <laughs> You didn't mention alligators or dingoes. Yeah, I didn't talk about, or dunes, about the, dunes. the Outback.
1: Yeah. Outback Steakhouse or Grilled Signature Sirloin on the Barbie.
0: What do you think people from Australia actually think about Outback Steakhouse?
1: Probably what people say. Like, when, when people say they love American food, they love McDonald's. <laughs> probably similar. Actually, no. They probably hate it. What, why is Australians like national food steak? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's think pretty American. Just throwing it out there. Uh, that's a that that is a good. Do we question. even know what Australian food is besides like ter- servant turf? I mean, I would say it's basically the same as the food here.
1: Yeah. Is it is it KFC? Is that, is that what it
0: is? I, I don't know, but, but yeah, the Jazz look pretty good.
1: They they do, and the the thing is that it's the team basketball. You know what I mean? Donovan Mitchell is the the driving force of it all. And he can go make a play, and he's got the, the green light 100%. But they're just looking for the right shot and on, on every single offense possession, action, which is kind, of, kind of how you play basketball. Not exactly what their uh, opponent the series before would do.
0: Uh, no, certainly not what their opponent the series before would do.
1: What what would their the opponent the series before do?
0: They would like, probably just go one-on-one or one, more like one-on-six. Right. Where Carmelo's also trying to block your shot when you're going to the hoop because he wants <laughs> to shoot. <laughs> Or Russell
1: Westbrook just decides, like, after these last six possessions of me shooting a three or driving to the hole, it's time for this person to, to
0: score. Yeah, it's time for me to throw the ball to Steven Adams.
1: It's time, it's time for me to, to throw the ball to, to Abrinas, and everyone stare at him, <laughs> and, and he better score. He better score because this is his possession.
0: I don't know. I, th- that team is just a train wreck. Playoff P was just a disaster. Carmelo player option for 28 million dollars next season thomas how much would you hate to play with russell westbrook i wouldn't i i couldn't stand it because he's just very he doesn't understand basketball well enough to be a point guard right he's too much of a shoot shoot first guy who doesn't take high efficiency shots like so if lebron is the epitome of offensive efficiency from uh like shooting and a assisting perspective. Russell Westbrook is the complete polar opposite.
1: He just every every shot like he he's contested shots, doesn't understand
0: the flow of the game, doesn't make the right decisions. Doesn't make the right decisions. And that was why they couldn't beat the Warriors, that would have been twenty sixteen. Yeah. Because down the stretch, number we- one, KD couldn't make a shot in isolation, but then Russ Russ just wasn't making the right decisions down the stretch in game six. He wasn't setting people up for for wide open threes. He wasn't. He's just not a good. He's a great basketball player, but not a good point guard. That's really what it comes down to. That's like my I've done a lot of internal analysis on Russell Westbrook and just arguing with other people. He and that's that's basically what I've come to the conclusion. He plays the position similar to Mike Vick. Playing
1: quarterback, where now Vic could they could throw the ball and Vic would get it to his teammates more. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Where he the the pressure to do it all himself, and then just dumping it off to other people like at certain times and expecting them to just go along with what he, the dance that he's doing. But really, he's got like it's not it's not a team dance. It's a it's a Westbrook dance.
0: No, and I don't think anybody wants to play with him. Like I know Paul George was traded there. Carmelo came there but I, I don't think look at the role players he has versus the role players somebody like LeBron has. Right. Those those role players just flock to the LeBron's and the, the teams, the great teams of the league like the Jazz, the Warriors, the Spurs, Celtics, the Spurs. Those the role feet. those role players just flock to them. Imagine how good like uh, Danny Green would be if he would be willing to go to like the Thunder. And Russell Westbrook would be willing to get him the ball, right?
1: Any any guys like that, yeah.
0: I mean, but they just don't. They have the Alex Abernases of the world, and they, that guy who can't shoot, Andre Roberson, who just really can't shoot, right? He's like a six foot nine guard who can't shoot anything but layups, right? Yeah, and just plays great defense. Great defense. Oh, so yeah. he does play great defense. Yeah. That
1: that is true. So Thomas, as we stand here right now, where's your what's your finals pick? I'm still I'm saying. Golden State, Cleveland.
0: I, I would agree with that. I don't think the. I think the Rockets will beat the Jazz, even though I'm heavily, heavily rooting for Iso Joe and the Jazz. But I just, I, I don't see it. But then again, I, if the Rockets are going to have so much trouble with the Jazz, who are definitely the better team out of the two, like the third best team out of the two teams left, then the Pelic, that the Pelicans, the Warriors, Warriors. are just going to demolish them in about five games.
1: Yeah. ISO Joe is actually on the on the rockets.
0: No no no. ISO Joe is a proprietary name to the Utah Jazz for Joe Ingles. So oh, that I not Joe Johnson. So so last year Joe Johnson was, on the,
1: was uh, on the jazz.
0: Was on the jazz and we were calling him ISO Joe. Right. But the Jazz patented the name ISO Joe. Oh, did they? And now now Joe Ingles has the name. Okay. Yes. So they just always need to have someone named Joe. Yes. If they don't have anyone
1: named Joe, the patent is useless. And they might as well just disqualify themselves from the playoffs. Yeah. Until they go find Joe Montana or
0: something. On, on a more serious note, there's one other thing about the Jazz I want to talk about. Is, is this a little bit of an indictment on, on Gordon Hayward that they're playing so well? Where basically Donovan Mitchell has just picked up where Gordon Hayward left off.
1: Yes, I know. I don't think when one player leaves and the team does well at like, after they leave is, an, is ever an indictment on the one player. You, I mean, because you see that all the time. Was it an indictment on Isaiah Thomas when the Celtics won game three last year after he went down um, against Cleveland? You know what I mean? Was it, a, is it an indictment on Kyrie Irving right now that the, and Gordon Hayward that the Celtics aren't are playing very well? I I can't I never want to associate a team playing well without a superstar with that superstar being bad. On the other hand, though, I think they're motivated that Gordon Hayward left. I think it brought the guys that were there closer together, um, as it naturally would. You know, what I mean, like a guy like Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, Dante Exum, like those guys that are stuck in Utah, and, like really embrace what's going on there. I think it, like losing Gordon Hayward and their superstar brought them together. But no, I don't I don't see it as an indictment. They're a well coached team. They're the Celtics of the West. Very true. Any any more hot takes?
0: No, not not really.
1: I got I got one hot take for you. Baseball is officially not back. Who cares about baseball anymore? No baseball, one. nobody talks about baseball anymore.
0: ESPN doesn't even care about baseball.
1: ESPN has Save the last five minutes for baseball highlights on Sports Center. Well, it's
0: this is why the seasons are too long. I don't care about baseball right now because the NBA playoffs are going on, and I've just been fully like think about since the pitchers and catchers report in like late February. Late February, so late February, you got the conference tournaments of uh, the NCAA going on, right? And then you've got March Madness, March March Madness all through March. And that's, that's kind of when, that's when the NBA uh, season really ramps up because you've got some playoff races. You're really getting to see like, a preview of what you're going to get to see in the playoffs. And then April rolls around, April, April, May, and you've got just all NBA playoffs.
1: Right. Well, and then and June. Here's what I think. They need first of all, shorten the season, 162 to 140. Take, and take interleague out of the game. That's a, that's my first my first. Thing. I we need the World Series to be cool again. We we don't need we don't need the World Series to be a repeat matchup from earlier
0: this year. Just can't happen. Can't happen. Take interleague out of the game. That is a hot take. I don't know if the owners are going to take you up on that cuz uh no, it's taking money out of their pockets. Yeah,
1: but, but so and then same thing with with shortening the games. Also more doubleheaders.
0: Yeah, I would be for more doubleheaders. To double-headers be quite honest cool. with you.
1: You make make give people a full day at the ballpark. That's what people want. More baseball. They just want they want as much baseball when they go to the park as they can get. People are just pointing when they have to leave. Give them eighteen
0: innings. No, that's I don't want to. I like Sunday afternoon doubleheaders. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Consistent Sunday afternoon doubleheaders. Like yeah, every Sunday. Like morning. uh, and you get an extra day off a week.
1: You get like Friday off, and then the Saturday Sunday is one game Saturday and Saturday like afternoon like at four. And then a doubleheader on Sunday.
0: Well, I think that would be, and not day-night doubleheaders either. Don't give me this bullcrap about day-night doubleheaders. You want doubleheaders that start at eleven a.m. Well, I want doubleheaders that start at like one and five. But you're allowed re-entry into the stadium, like because like, day-night. A, tic- du- a ticket's good for two games. Yeah, like because to leave and come back. Day-night doubleheaders. Well, you have to. You every- have to leave and come back, but you have to buy a second ticket, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so I want like the ticket to be good for. I mean, you can leave as much time as you want in between, like so leave two hours in between games. Mm-hmm. But like, I want like there to be something like for the fans to do. Right, y- you know, like you gotta have like a little league in- game going on in, in between. Okay, or- now that would be that would
1: be interesting. Drunk drunk fans betting on the
0: Shaker Heights. <laughs> Lions against the Nordonia Knights. There, there's definitely some interesting things you could employ, like as far as with like businesses around the stadium, things like that. I'm sure the uh, the sponsorship teams could come up with, could come up with some activities. I I think you're right. Actually, I think this is something you should uh, you should t- pitch to the Saints. I think there's a uh, team, of
1: 15, team of 15 people at the Indians that could all come up with, with their own separate ideas because they get paid $60,000 a year. Would, the would they
0: be sponsored by Moan?
1: They could be sponsored by Moen. Moan Sinks. Uh, crap. Better Sinks, better, better tomorrow. Anyway, that's, that's our show. Um, we're coming here to, to a close. We have big announcements coming up. Couple special editions. Couple of special editions because me and Thomas are both graduating and this podcast studio will not be available to us anymore. So we'll figure all that out on tomorrow's edition.